0: hey lauren hi sam are you ready to talk about inglorious bastards
1: i am because after all
0: we are are the the watchers watchers of movies and today we have a very special guest we do mike myers of the theme song fame Uh uh-huh
2: hello Thanks for having me. Good to be in the studio. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's a very (laughs) official studio. studio. (laughs) Uh, Uh, And uh, we asked Mike to bring in his top five favorite movies, mm -hmm. so take it away.
2: All right, I brought them. This is in no particular order, but I'll read them in some order. One, Star Wars A New Hope, which is probably maybe the most impactful movie in my childhood in terms of... What I like to do, play with, watch repeatedly. And I continue to be a fan today.
0: A great score as well.
2: A fantastic score. I think best score winner, John Williams. Yeah. Johnny Williams, as I call him.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs>
2: uh, two, related to today's topic, Pulp Fiction, Gwen yeah. Tarantino. All right. A uh, fantastic movie. Um, three, Fargo.
1: That's a good one. Fargo is good.
2: Uh, Cohen Brothers. Four. I like anything
1: Peter Sturmayor's in, honestly. Big time. Yeah, he's great.
0: What else has he been in?
1: He was in Constantine. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Oh, yeah, he was like the he
1: devil in that. Thing. Yeah. yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Okay.
2: I believe he's Swedish. Yeah. He's Scandinavian.
1: Scandinavian. Yeah. Yep. Yep, he's Swedish.
2: Uh, four, Rushmore.
1: Oh, that's one of mine, too. I've, I've never, never actually one. seen that oh, one. you should watch it
2: should definitely watch it. Yes. I'd be interested to hear what somebody sees it today for the first time, things.
1: Actually, yeah. I wonder if it's on Netflix or something like that. Nah.
0: Uh, I don't know. I own it. You can borrow it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That works Digital super. video disc. Yeah, <laughs> no, I yeah, don't even, I didn't not, even know that's okay. what
1: DVD meant, so. Oh, me neither. <laughs> Till
0: just today. <laughs> We're all learning. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it's like new every day.
2: And number five, Monty Python and the Holy Grail.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay.
2: Which, uh, I don't even think is maybe the best Python movie. I think Life of Brian is a bit or, a little more poignant and sharper, but it didn't have... Holy Grail had a lot more to do with, again, when I was young, and I guess my sense of humor and its bizarre antics really hit me harder at a point in my life than Life of Brian even could later in my life. So, yeah, and if you didn't notice, I think the newest movie in this list might be 1996 or somewhere <laughs> thereabouts.
0: <laughs> is that Pulp Fiction? Things?
2: Pulp Fiction 94, oh, I think wow. Fargo or Rushmore is a little bit oh, after right. that.
0: Yeah, Rushmore would be a little after, yeah.
2: So,
1: wow, is Pulp Fiction really from 94? Yeah. Time wow. flies. I didn't realize that movie was that old. I thought like early 2000s. It's
2: no. bonkers. Wow, but, it's uh, crazy. I, if that tells you anything, I think movies had a bigger impact on me when I was young, or younger, than they do now. So if I could give an honorable mention to something not 25 years old it would be the martian
0: oh yeah which okay. i think All right. is a fantastic yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. sci-fi movie
0: that's a good one yeah lauren and i saw that in uh when we were on vacation together yeah, yeah. So didn't we see that normal. and then we
1: saw like the next day we went we saw the, the intern, intern yeah with Anne hathaway i really liked the intern <laughs>
0: yeah it was okay yeah the martian is really good Nancy really Myers,
1: I mean, I think anyway. Nancy Myers. I think Myers so.
0: Are, it had that sort of feel to like, it. Like
1: Nancy Myers or Nora Ephron, I feel like they're like interchangeable.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think movies, um, movies are a lot like music, where you sort of gravitate towards the ones you watch during your formative years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: Although I don't know because I feel like I have changed significantly in the kind of movies that I like. You know, I feel like I like a lot darker stuff now that I'm older. Oh, okay. I tend to gravitate towards more you know messed up storylines or storylines that aren't exactly like happy endings or you know like just i don't know and i think i think it's just because of my own personal experiences that i i kind of that's just mo- something that interests me more rather than what i was into when i was younger which was like the light fluffy stuff so hmm.
0: yeah so your tastes have matured a little bit yeah, yeah
2: similarly i don't enjoy children's movies as much now as i did when i was a child
0: no mm-hmm. me neither I like kids' yeah. movies. <laughs> On the other hand, I love kids' movies. So Then again, um, <laughs> I said I didn't have a recommendation, but I did get really obsessed with the movie Storks when it came out a couple oh, yeah, years no, ago, which right. is probably kind of the first kids' movie I've seen in a long time that I've enjoyed quite as much as a. Uh, I, I think I enjoyed that kids movie more than any
2: other kids movie. I don't. Movie. I can't think of it another really movie cute. you urged me to watch more than *Storks*.
0: Yeah. I told everybody you I, I that met like every day. You were like, I "Let's t- just go watch *Storks*," and I'm no. like, "Okay." <laughs> I told everybody I met even the garbage man like Storks <laughs> as he storks. Was, yeah so maybe that's my recommendation what did she say? Starks? <laughs> yeah i don't understand is are there birds around <laughs> like, what's going on yeah so there's i guess i do have a recommendation yeah that was yeah. funny
1: um i do have a recommendation and it's the show shits creek so it's about a family that is a very rich family and they lose all their money because their like financial manager steals it and they have to move to a town called shits creek <laughs> Where the father had bought the son the town because he thought it had a funny name, but (laughs) that's like the only reason why he bought it.
2: it? And right, he was.
1: Yeah, yeah. He no, they didn't name it.
2: The German (laughs) is named after family name,
1: Shit. with a a C H. (laughs) But they're they're really likable, relatable characters, and they don't like they don't ever really get down about the fact that they lost all their money. They're like very adaptable to their situation. Yeah, I mean they complain obviously when you go from you know, living in a mansion, to living in a motel, things are going to change. But, I recommend it. I think it's funny. It's Eugene Levy. His son, um, his son, god, what's his name? Oh, Daniel. He wrote it, and he's he plays one of the characters, too. So, I don't know. I like it.
0: Yeah. I think you like it, Sam. People have told me that it's it would be up my alley. So. It, it it is doesn't up it, your
2: alley. Doesn't it also star Catherine O'Hara? Yeah, and
0: she's hilarious. She's yeah. so funny.
2: And she and Jean Levy have a history together, so yeah, I, I'm betting they have a great uh, chemistry.
1: They do. Yeah, she has this like <laughs> a- effect, like affected, like accent where she talks like this, and it's like you know, but she's just you know, an an American person. like just, like, has a rich person. Oh, (laughs) darling. Yeah, like, she's, like, the classic, like, rich person affectation.
0: It's pretty funny. (laughs) I do Um, love them when they play married couples, which they do on a lot of Christopher Guest movies. Yeah,
1: and I like, and the, the son, David, is pansexual, which is kind of the first time I've ever seen a character in a show that's pansexual. So that was nice, and he's, like, he's got, like, a boyfriend in it and everything, and but he like dates a girl earlier and it's just it's a cute show you just have to see it it's, it's i'm a sure funny i'll show. check it
0: out yeah. eventually
1: it's on hulu or oh, wait it's, a, it's on hulu or netflix i can't remember which one but either way it's on one of those because i only have two of those. i only have those two so <laughs> like, <laughs> if you Skip have either hulu them or netflix check them both <laughs> is what
0: i say And, Mike, did you have a recommendation of sorts? I I do. I have an
2: anti-recommendation. And it kind of ties into what Lauren was talking about earlier, about tastes and Mm -hmm. how tastes might change. And when I was a child, I loved the 1985 comedy film Transylvania (laughs) 6-5000. What
1: is it?
2: Transylvania 6-5000.
1: I've never even heard of that. Yeah,
2: and I want to touch on that in a moment. There's a reason why you haven't heard of it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
2: <laughs> but when I was a kid, I would go to the store and pick out movies. I, I would get a lot of movies repeatedly that I loved, mm-hmm. and but that okay. would sometimes start with picking out a movie at random, just based on the cover of the the box or whatever. Okay. And I really clung on to this movie as a kid, and it's it's a comedy slash horror about two tabloid reporters played by Ed Begley Jr. and uh, Jeff Goldblum.
1: Oh like I love Mega like Cast. Very young oh, version. Is it on Hulu now or something? Because I on, think I've seen it. It's
2: on Amazon Prime, I think.
1: Oh, okay, maybe not. I swear I've seen Yeah, I think I was looking up Ed Bagley Jr. As for some reason yeah. the other day. Yeah, it's
2: normal. I was,
1: um <laughs> I think he, was he in Arrested development, do you know? Yes. He was okay, yeah. Okay, then he was the guy that had LP Yes. Okay, yeah, I know exactly.
2: Trouble yeah. with his eyebrow adhesive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he had the <laughs> yeah. fake eyebrow. He has right? all like
1: convertible that he did <laughs> his hair like <laughs> flew off. Yeah. Um I was looking him up and I saw and I saw that and I was like, What is this? And I was like, Oh, it's Jeff Goldblum and and then that's it. So Well that's all. <laughs> that's
2: the only that, story
1: I have for that one.
2: That was something I stumbled upon as a child and I it, turned out to be a rapid not rapid but a repeat rental for me bless my parents for allowing this <laughs> to happen yeah. and did you only
0: have one TV at that time as well so they were forced to either watch it or go in the other
2: room yeah well I reckon they had a TV <laughs> yeah. in their room oh, okay. and I and I would have used the living room t- <laughs> uh, TV at the time but uh, recently revisited it and it's trash <laughs> it is so bad and if, it's something I loved as a kid and it didn't I didn't even have a nostalgia to cling on to there was, through most of the movie, I thought, this is terrible, and I couldn't even find, you could condense it to 10 to 15 minutes of really good comedy, in borderline genius physical comedy, if there is such a thing. Because it also features Michael Richards, a young Michael Richards Isn't doing...
1: From... from Seinfeld? Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah,
2: okay. yeah and he's uh, bonkers in this movie, and it's hilarious, <laughs> but the rest of it is... Intolerable and it's probably less than ninety minutes long I and mean, it still drags in oh, some that's scenes. Too bad. <laughs> and
0: Gina Davis is in it.
2: Yeah, is Gina Davis. In? And I don't remember Gina his Davis.
0: name, but he plays the principal in Ferris Bueller. Do you know, do you remember his name? I can never remember his name.
2: Um, he's Vernon funny.
1: Something? Oh my gosh. No, wait, he's no. The principal I think... in
2: Ferris Bueller. He's the father in Beetlejuice. And he's got Oh,
1: a... oh, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I don't remember his name. He got in trouble for like some serious shit a couple of years ago. Oh, really? Like child pornography, I think, or something. Yeah, don't quote could. me
0: on yeah, we'll that. It. I could be Jeffrey wrong. Jeffrey Jones. Yeah, that's why. Jeffrey
2: I mean, Jeffrey Jones.
0: Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> I don't know. I don't it's have time Jeff to look Golden. up his... It's like uh, the most yeah. standard <laughs> like name. <laughs> I thought Transylvanian 65000 had some good parts with Michael Richards as well. Mm-hmm. I agree. Michael Richards is the highlight. Hmm. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, if you're... <laughs> If you have a sick curiosity about any of those actors, check it out, I guess. Otherwise, steer clear.
1: I mean, I kind of want to now.
0: <laughs> Your anti-recommendation has
1: changed. <laughs> See, that's like, that's the thing is that like someone's like, oh, you really like this? And then they're like, no, don't watch this piece of trash. And I'm like, I want to watch that piece of trash. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's
1: like an anti, like, a, I don't know, like works opposite for me or Good whatever. Good old
0: passion stubbornness. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So I'm really excited. Does anybody else have any other... No, I think that's it for me. I'm very excited to talk about I this too. movie. too. Because I've had some questions since it came out that I've never actually asked anybody. Yeah, I. Um, so... it's the first
1: time I've seen it, ever. Oh yeah! So, yeah really? It's the first time I ever saw it. I was not a Tarantino fan, and then I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then I was like... Might as well watching glory Bastards*, and I kind of am a fan now. So I, I don't didn't know. realize
0: that *Once Upon a Time in Hollywood* is what changed you. I thought yeah. you had like a passing interest in him, but you really just didn't. You know. No, I
1: really didn't like him. Oh and then gosh. I loved *Once Upon a Time in Hollywood*, and I really loved Brad Pitt's character in particular. Um, and so then I saw it on like Netflix or Hulu, and I was like, "Why not?" And I watched it, and I loved it.
0: It's awesome. So yeah, yeah, it's probably one of my top Tarantino films, which. I hadn't seen it in a while, but rewatching it just reminded me how awesome it is. How much you love it. I think yeah. without
2: a doubt it's my second favorite. You'll never guess what my first favorite. Pulp fiction. Pulp- oh. Yeah, actually. But uh yeah, it's my second favorite Resident Tarantino film. He,
0: yeah. he
1: said it on his top five. I'm just <laughs> okay. I, I was what? like, Really, Sam, come Jeez. on, man. Like
0: <laughs> keep up with I know. I love Kill Bill, volume <laughs> one. I think volume two is good, but not as good, but so it's hard for me to choose I I think Kill Bill Volume 1 might be my favorite Tarantino film, but, and then Inglorious Bastards and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood are kind of neck and neck. I
1: think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is my favorite.
0: It's good. Also,
1: it has to do with, like, cults. Like murder, so like yeah, kind you of, do love that. Kind most of, of, of like my thing. Murder in them, <laughs> what? So most
0: of his movies have that's, murder. That's true,
1: but not yeah. culty
0: murder. Yeah, it's a, so, it's a deadly combination.
1: That's that's the thing. I was like Charles Manson. I've heard of that guy. <laughs> you know. So <laughs> the
0: yeah. thing I, I remember about um *Inglorious Bastards* is the very first time I saw it when it came out in theaters. I didn't know that, I don't know if anyone knew that he was going to change Hollywood, or change Hollywood, change history. Mm-hmm. So the ending was ultra shocking and really like bonkers and fun, I thought.
1: Yeah, that, well I knew that was coming because I'd heard it before. Oh right, Um. Well, yeah. But, I mean, I guess so I wasn't like surprised by the ending or anything. It wasn't like, oh my god, I had no idea that they were going to kill Hitler, so, you know. I mean, it would have been it would have been nice to have that as a surprise, but since I already knew, but that's like it doesn't for me. It doesn't take away the enjoyment of it to be spoiled. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I mean, I also knew that in Fight Club that Edward Norton and Brad Pitt were the same person, but I still love that movie. Spoiler you know? so, alert! Yeah, shit! Should, I should have put that on my top five. That's I
0: didn't okay. Even think of that top five can change a little. It's ever changing. Yeah, because I really true. like Apollo thirteen as well, and I didn't put that in my top five. Yeah. yeah. This. Anyway, back Anything to the movie. <laughs> so my, one of my questions uh, has to do with the beginning, mm-hmm. the family at the beginning. Um, I'm going to jump ahead a little, but we can talk about them as much as you want. But I always assumed that afterwards... After they shot up the floorboards and Shoshana ran away, that the Nazis killed the family in the house.
2: The French family.
0: The French family. I yeah. was just oh, yeah. wondering
2: that today.
0: I never even thought of that. I've always what, thought how that. How did the French question. family
2: get treated after the Jews were executed? Right. Because he complied. Right, but, and, but and he, com- but the guy who was complying with is an evil son of a bitch. Right. <laughs> so I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't trust Landa as far as I can throw him. And that guy's said, shady as fuck. I mean...
0: When I was watching it this time, I paid attention. There was a couple phrases. He said, I just need to ask you some questions and then I can close the book on your family. Mm. So oh. I thought that seemed pretty indicative that they could have been executed. And then later he said, if you comply, you won't be bothered by us again. Which could be both ways. It could be... Right, you know, immunity or you will be executed. So I was posing it to you guys. I'm
1: gonna say, with just how the Nazis work, that they probably killed the family. Because first of all, what they're doing was considered super illegal, you know, at the time. Um, And, I mean, like, what is gonna stop them? Who is gonna be like, oh... You know, you're in trouble for murdering this French family. Because they're going to be like, well, they were hiding Jewish people. And then everyone's going to be like, oh, well, they deserve to die then. I mean, so I think it's, I would say it's more than likely they probably were killed. That's and my thing.
2: I, I agree, because I think the stance would be once a sympathizer, always a sympathizer. Yeah,
1: yeah, yep, And exactly. we're not going
2: to double back to deal with this again.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And if you're not with us, you're against us. Basically, yeah. same thing. I mean,
1: I could see, I could see Landa, like, personally overseeing the execution of this family, you know? He just seems like one of those three he
0: changed so fast. I love his performance, because he's so pleasant, and as soon as they get down to business, he changes so quickly. He's the best. He's so, like, fake and then real evil, and it's, it's a great performance. I, I love mean, he's, it. I mean,
1: he is, from the moment that they introduce him, though, you are, like, super uneasy.
0: You
2: mm-hmm. know,
1: I mean, you're like, what is this guy gonna do? And he has like, kind
2: of a wicked charisma to him.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like he you, could,
2: he could blend into any any situation. Right.
1: Like you almost oh want gosh. to like him, but you also know that he's such a bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know that it's it's like, do I really want to like you? or Are you gonna murder me and these people that I'm trying to save? You know. So I mean, he Christoph Waltz is an awesome actor, though. He's so good at doing those unsettling characters.
0: Yeah, I think this was the first movie I ever saw him in.
2: Yeah, and I think he won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. Yes.
0: Did he?
1: I think you're right. Yes. He deserved it. I think the first movie I ever saw him in was Water for Elephants.
0: Oh, yeah, he was evil in that one, too. Yeah, 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 that was yeah a good he one. sure was. He was a total piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's probably super nice in real life. I, I, I think, think he, he is super so nice well. in real life. I don't know. I just, I
1: mean, I think, I've, I've, seen these, like, interviews with people who play these, like, really evil characters and they seem like they're just, like, nice people. But you have to have a sort of underlying, like, darkness to you if you're so interested in playing these dark characters and you're so good at it. You know what I mean? It's, like, either an experience in your life that led you to wanting to play these dark characters or you're, like, such a nice person that playing the dark characters kind of, like, is your way of, like, letting off steam, you know, almost? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I guess, yeah. I I used to have a teacher who said, Oh, race car drivers never get speeding tickets. So maybe uh, people yeah. who play evil characters never murder in real life
1: yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I've I personally my, like, dream is to play the evil stepmother in Cinderella on stage. <laughs> because I think I'd be amazing at it. <laughs> well, the, I'm a fairly nice person. I mean, I got my moments, you know?
2: If you follow the professional res- wrestling industry, as I tend to, uh, <laughs> the, the general consensus is that it's more fun for the performers to portray bad guys. Yeah. Almost yeah. universally. That's uh, true. They say it's always more fun to work heel.
0: And yeah. the bad guys are more fun to watch, I think,
2: well,
1: and it's, like, you're doing it in a way that you, there's no consequences to your your actions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you're getting paid to portray that person. Oh, yeah. So, like, if you're evil or you're bad or whatever, like, it's, it's not, um, you know, no one's going to be, like, okay, you're a little suspicious or, or something. You know what I mean? It's like, so, now's and, my chance. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and you can let yourself be as evil as you want, because, again, there's no consequences to being that way, because you're literally paid to be that way. Yeah. So.
0: So, um, I also liked the facial expressions on the family when the Nazis came, uh, because I thought they all sort of knew that they were probably going to die, and the way they eyeballed like the oldest daughter, she's famous. Leah Sado. Yeah. She had a tiny role in this movie, but I've seen her in the Yeah, other I didn't even know that
1: she was in this I think and she I was, was like, a bond hey, girl in one she, of the Daniel
0: Crack movies. Was she? I think so.
1: I know she was in an she Maybe was in Quantum Mission of Impossible. Solace. She was like in a little bit
0: of... She was in a rogue nation. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was like the diamond. Oh yeah. She yeah, was like, the, the the assassin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was a good part yeah. in the hotel in Dubai. Yeah, and she was, yeah. like,
1: really cool and calm and collected, and I was mm-hmm. like, this girl's kind of awesome.
0: Yeah. I was actually talking,
1: so I went to that meetup last night, and I was talking to um, one of um, the guys about her, and she was in a Beauty and the Beast, like, a French version, and I really want to see that, well, because you know how I felt about the American version of it. It was terrible. We do have an episode about that. Yeah, and I'll never get over it. Listen, mm-hmm. it's been three years, and I'm still not over how bad that movie was.
0: <laughs> you should just watch um, another one, then. So, but, <laughs> yeah. Well, but I heard
1: that the French version was really good, and Vincent Cassel plays the um, Beast, and he's he's good, too. He's I don't think I've ever seen a movie of his where he has not played a bad guy.
0: Oh, he's like you know? uh, Christoph Waltz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah. I liked her face because she kept staring very long at the Nazis. And when I was watching it, having already seen the movie, I was like, every time she looks at them, I just think she knows that this is the end. So I just watched it with that mindset the whole time that scene was going on. Mm-hmm. And the father, the French father, his face just looks so tired and so resigned to his fate almost. But I love their back and forth dance mm-hmm. that they yeah. do. They both know why he's there, but they pretend to not know, and it's really well done. And that I, scene was like heartbreaking too. What
2: I were you uh, say? um that scene was twenty minutes long, by the way. I Yeah, I,
1: that was a long which scene.
2: Is cool and that's a theme throughout the movie. Right. Long scenes of, of dialogue. And there were a couple things I noticed about it with Lando Lando or Lando? Landa. Landa.
0: Landa. 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 Oh,
2: yeah. I'm stuck on Star Wars. Star Wars.
0: Wars. <laughs> Wouldn't, what if Lando had been in the
2: movie? If only, yeah. they would have been fine.
0: Yeah, they would have, have been have only done a, done a different <laughs> film. <Yeah.
2: laughs> uh, Lando did a couple of things that I noticed this time rewatching it. That was him I pretty much getting his dick out and saying, yeah. this is going to go my way. Yes. And oh, one yes. was... When he after he sat down at the table and they're offering him a beverage and they offer him wine, but then the daughter is moving behind him to go get the wine and he grabs her by the wrist, yeah, in front of her father, yeah, to stop oh, her. Yeah, and yeah. Say yeah.
1: that part made me really nervous. I was like what he gonna do. Like, what is he gonna do? I'm like, what is he gonna
2: do? Yeah. to say that he wants milk since it's a dairy farm, but to the audacity to do that to a father's daughter in front of him, right. mm-hmm. and then the father is smoking a pipe, a modest pipe, and then <laughs> yes. Landa. As yes, if you mind if I smoke, okay. and he gets out something from Dr. Seuss, which is quadruple the size of uh, the farmer's I pipe. Bust out I, actually, I started laughing, I laughed too out loud. Weak. Yeah, like because when you he took out, I was
1: like, What <laughs> even? and I started laughing. That was great. That's, yeah. Yes, that's yeah. so the way
2: he, he was like, by the way, the ways to show people up. <laughs> you know,
1: I'm, like, using it like I'm imitating using a lighter, but, yeah, you know,
0: I mean, whenever. (laughs) I love it. I love it. You got what I mean. It's pure comedy as Mm -hmm. well, but it's a really good way of, I think it's also a good uh, commentary subtextually about, like, the Nazis compensating for just, in general, Uh, they're, like, exerting their power over all these countries in Europe, you Mm -hmm. know, but sort of insulting that they have to compensate for things because their like, their exertion of power is compensating for yeah. their
1: Yeah, well, I mean I also read somewhere that um that Hitler had very bad flatulation. <laughs> but, <laughs> really? And yeah. he like he had some like idiot doctor that was like giving him all these things that were like making it worse instead of better, like, and, and like <laughs> Hitler was just like, "I'll just take whatever." and Take these mean, bean pills. Like, <laughs> like, well, and it reminds me of um, like Kennedy had Addison's disease, which I think is like a um, like a nerve disorder or something, and his doctor gave him crystal meth.
0: Oh wow! Yeah. Oh.
1: So and, like Kennedy was just like flipping out and like losing his shit like high end crystal meth, having no idea that he was on it. Hmm. So. I mean, interesting fun little history fact there. Yeah, and yeah.
0: Hitler was a farter.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know Hitler, yeah, had had Hitler massive suffered farting problems. suffered
2: from the farts.
1: One Jewish person made fun of him for farting once and he was like,
0: I'm going to kill Jews." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why he had that tiny mustache. Yeah. Had, like some pomade in it to smell <laughs> for himself. I don't know. Anyway, um, I really like the use of language in this movie a lot. I I like how the first scene has French and English. Like, the French is sort of like this happy little cheery dance around each other, where all they're, they're all sort of nervously exchanging pleasantries, and then he says he's exhausted his French, so they start speaking English. And I doubt that he that that he exhausted. Well, his clearly, French. he's
2: one hundred percent fluent. Like, yes,
1: exactly. Like, there was no. Like, sort of, like, wait, what's that word again? Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I kind of um, felt
2: that was just almost a way to get to speaking English yeah. for the sake of the audience and a way to do do it. But I don't know, because there's a lot. I didn't realize this time through the movie, I didn't realize how much foreign language there is and how, many, yeah. how much it has to be subtitled for someone like me. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. But you don't notice it because it's done so well, I think, and yeah, it was, it was
1: It was nice. Yeah. I like that there was, it wasn't just in English,
0: you Yeah, know? it was yeah. well done.
1: It's not just, like, German people who have British accents, because that's what, like, German
0: yeah, is. Yeah, I hate that. That's know? one of the, actually, that's a movie trope <laughs> that I really don't like. It's just yeah, the
2: Foreigners just talk, like, with an
0: English accent. <laughs> yeah, right, right?
1: That's,
0: that's just supposed to be French. French. That's I'm
1: French. Yeah, no, um, well, I mean, and he, you know, Landa did uh, turn to English because he had a suspicion that the Jewish people hiding underneath could not oh, speak. Oh, yeah, that's
0: another
2: English. good. That's right. Yeah, really. So good. that's explained. So yeah, yeah, because Perfect. he's
1: like, he says at one point, he's like, okay, it's after they, the the French guy had like said like, yes, they're they're underneath my floors, um, and Landa says something like, okay, well, they haven't reacted yet, so I'm assuming they don't speak
2: English. Mm-hmm. yeah and then yeah. they switch back to French super casually
1: yeah
0: there's yeah. a line um landis says a line where he says i'm going to i'm going to there whatever I say next follow my lead am i clear and I was like oh my gosh I yeah. feel like he's like as a viewer it made me uncomfortable just how down to business his voice got and really it was really good
1: yeah he was um he was efficient yeah. <laughs> his killings I mean but it was there was almost, like, a certain amount of, I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't even say almost. There was, like, a certain amount of pleasure that he derived from, like, making these people oh, yeah. intensely uncomfortable and essentially sealing the fate of these Jewish people that are hiding out underneath and possibly the French family. And, you know, we don't find out the fate of them, but you can kind of assume, based on how evil Nazis are, that they probably were killed. And you they know?
2: they could have... Just burned the house down. Yeah, yeah. but I th- he seems to take pleasure in the procedure yeah. part of it,
1: like making people uncomfortable, putting them on edge, putting them in a space where they're like, "Shit, I fucked up." Like you know, and they're, I mean, I would one hundred percent say that Landa is is definitely a sociopath, a oh, psychopath. For sure. I mean, di- you know, for sure. Like, well,
0: I, mean, I don't know if you can climb later the ranks kills- of the Nazi Party without. Being yeah, so- I mean, sociopath. Yeah, or... But right like there's so much calm, <sighs> like sort of a calm terror in that scene, like in the beginning, the car is coming up the drive and the dad is like bring me my wash up and he goes, "Don't run." You know, like he's very calm, trying to keep everyone calm, but everyone knows there's just this black cloud over everything and it's really I think Tarantino did a really superb job with the the atmosphere. Yeah, for sure. It was, it was very
1: uncomfortable, and you're just like, "What's gonna happen?" You know. Mm-hmm. And I like too that you don't know what's gonna happen. You know. It, it he's he's very good about about leading up all that tenseness and the it's just yeah, it was a great scene. I mean, really, it was a great scene.
0: Yeah, so. it opens the movie really well. Mm-hmm. It does. And then is the next scene? Oh, the next scene is Hitler. Hitler's getting, like, his portrait done. Yeah. And he talks to, um, somebody who came in contact with the bastards, right?
2: Yes, it's, uh, that's the introduction to chapter two of the movie, I think, called *Inglorious Bastards.
1: Yes. Okay. And, uh... I have some stuff to say about one of the *Inglorious
0: Bastards. Oh, okay. I think I
1: texted you about it. Oh, okay.
0: okay. <laughs> I love, uh, Brad Pitt's performance in this whole movie. The Nazis. <laughs> His facial expressions are, uh, nasty. are, like, it's like two performances, his voice and his facial expressions. He I kind of right had right. A, a facial expression like, uh, a uh, Sling Blade. Mm. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I've never seen that. Oh my gosh. It's just like, For lip out. For someone sort of... a podcast about movies, I sure haven't seen a bunch of movies. Yes, no, you mean a like...
2: Perpetual Underbite?
0: Yeah, he has like a Perpetual, like, sort of an underbite, <laughs> lip out sort of thing. And there's a line when he says, you know, if you're on my team, you work on debit.
2: <laughs> you, you owe me a debit.
0: That's right. Yeah. Like, Every one of you owes me 100 Nazi scalps. <laughs> Nazis. I love the way he And said I that. want my scalps.
1: <laughs> and he was not kidding. They were really scalping them. Yeah. Um, okay. So they introduce Hitler. Well, introduce. <laughs> like we don't know who he is. Um, and then the next scene is the bastards or whatever in the forest.
0: Oh right? uh, well, he's Brad Pitt's his character is sort scene? of. Um, I think they're in Britain.
2: It's almost like a recruitment yeah. video or something, and it's Brad Pitt speaking to his new team.
1: Okay, yeah, right. Okay, and right, then
2: right. and then we go to the forest. I
1: think. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's an actor that one of the the guys that plays uh, the Nazis was in The Strain, the show The Strain don't just see that. Okay. Anyway, he plays a Nazi in that too. So I was like, um, his name is um you know what? I don't know his name. He so was the
0: Nazi that He
1: got, got killed by the Bear Jew. Yeah. Um, but he is an awesome actor and I would recommend the strain, just like I forgot <laughs> that, but um he's really good in that. He's like a main character in that and uh he's very creepy. Very good at being creepy. So yeah, he's the one that got his head bashed in in the beginning by the bear Jew.
0: I really, I think that scene's. I also it even as dark it is as dark as it is. It's pretty comedic because I like when Brad Pitt is trying to give him an out. He's just like you know, tell us where all the people are. Tell us where the Nazis are in this other field, and the Nazi refuses. And he's like, I'm really glad you said that because we don't get to go to the movies very often. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) They take all this enjoyment watching the bear Jew. Right. beat him with a baseball bat.
1: Well, he has this, like, so the bear Jew has this scene where he's coming through the tunnel and he's, like, clanging his, like, bat against the, the, and I'm, I'm like, I wasn't filled with that much anticipation for that scene. I was kind of like, okay, like, when, when's this going to happen? And then when they showed Eli Roth, I was like, okay. And then he, like, bashed the guy's head in, but then he was like, yeah! I'm like, this guy sounds like a 15-year-old boy. Oh, my God. And I, like, could not take him seriously. And also, Eli Roth kind of has, like, a soft face. And I didn't think he was right for that part. I thought they should have chosen someone who was a lot more intense. Hmm. And he just, like, and also, he just, his voice was so high-pitched.
2: I had a similar thought, actually. Really? Yeah, because I don't blame, I don't think it's a casting thing. I think it's a performance thing. Okay. So, I didn't care for his like over the top Boston accent. It was I found it cartoonish.
1: Yeah, I and agree.
2: And it, it like oppo- the opposite of menacing.
1: You yeah, know, exactly. I, I wanted
2: him to be like more brooding about it. It could have been almost the same script, but just delivered differently yeah. in a way that's more frightening right. and not as just like excited and like hopping around in a circle. Yeah, effort, that was it Was you, very like Nazi. It,
1: it, yeah, like what you said. It was like it was like cartoonish. Yeah. Okay. So I'm glad I'm not alone because I just, I just wasn't. I didn't. I wanted to be like frightened by him or like intimidated by him, and I wasn't. You know what I mean? And I was just like, oh. Okay.
2: But later in the movie, he shows he's more restrained. There's right. a scene later in the movie. I'm sure we'll talk about where he's not acting like that. So maybe it's just like a weird release for him that he gets to when he gets to you know execute a a German soldier
0: yeah he sort of
2: cuts loose I don't know
0: I kind of liked I thought it was kind of darkly fascinating how excited he got and he did baseball analogies while he was (laughs) bashing the guy's head in so I thought that was kind of I liked it a little yeah, bit. He's, he's a mean, Red Sox fan. Yeah. Oh, is that who he was? Yeah.
2: He cited Ted Williams.
0: Knocks it out of the fucking park.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> fucking pack. <laughs> oh, one of my one of one of many favorite mm. parts in the movie is in this scene when uh, the Nazi goes, "Everyone in the German army knows who goes Stiglitz," and then it shows the Nazi, uh, one of the bastards, and it, it gives him like I just this picture. He got a title card. He <laughs> got a title card that said. Hugo Stiglitz, because he was a Nazi that just basically became a Nazi to turn on Nazis and kill them. And then they... Wait, who was that again? Hugo Stiglitz?
2: He's the... They was cut, he the
1: really intense, like, he very quiet dude that mm-hmm. was they, they found in the prison? Yes. yes. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah, okay. They
2: did a flashback to when they recruited him. Right, Because he was imprisoned right. for turning on his country and I liked him. murdering German military police. Yeah. And they did a jailbreak to recruit him for the Bastards.
0: Yeah. He was cool. And I, I like that it. they portray him as this sort of superhero character, but he really sort of dies pretty much right a right. very... Um,
2: a lot of people do. A very yeah.
0: like fast, unexpected death. And he really doesn't do... He doesn't have many exploits between seeing how he got into the Bastards and his death. Like, right. He's very... So I, I kind of like that Tarantino sort of plucked him... Of all the characters out of the cast and just made him noticeable. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. Well, well
2: and he didn't th- really
1: have any big, like, a, what were you saying?
2: That a, a theme of the Bastards, the the whole purpose of the Bastards isn't just killing Nazis. They're a propaganda machine for the U.S. intelligence. Oh, yeah,
0: true. That's a good point.
2: And the job is to, that they become storied characters through, throughout Germany to, to fear. The, right. And... If you think about it, the tactics of the bastards is pretty much as horrible as anything the Nazis do. It's just whose side are you on? Yeah,
0: right. that's a good point. That's true. Like murdering people pretty brutally. Yeah, <laughs> and then carving the swastika on the foreheads. Yeah, they don't they
2: don't function within like the awesome. general rules of <laughs> engagement. You know, that's yeah. a good
0: point. That's a that's a really good point. Uh,
2: but the my reason for bringing that up was that. Stiglitz has this this reputation known the country over everyone knows that they don't know what Donnie Donowitz is but they all know who the bear Jew is right they all know who Eldo Apache is Mm -hmm. and it's by design they they're spreading this through the country to instill fear
0: right that's yeah that's that's a really good point I'm glad that you brought that up because it's sort of the scene in the woods is interspersed with Hitler um interviewing the one Nazi they let get away mm-hmm. because he's telling Hitler all that had happened and then he takes his hat off. And well, he Hitler asked, to did it? they
2: mark you like they did the others? Yeah. So we can we see it's working. Yeah. That's
0: such a great way to mark someone, you're, too. You're, like, you're, you really, <laughs> Hitler really mess up it. that person for life. Like, And they say, they say something, or Brad Pitt says... You know, we, we imagine if the war's over, going to take off that uniform, and we don't like that, and so they, you know, they carve the swastika. Yeah, yeah We, yeah, we
2: like our Nazis in uniforms.
0: Right, right. It's good. It's really good. It is good. Um. Oh my God, young Jay Bruce. <laughs> he's so little at this. Are you guys. Oh, yeah, we have Almost Famous on <laughs> the TV in the background, and, uh. He's just a baby. Yeah. Holy crap. Very young.
1: Um. So what I wanted to say too was um we did get a like on one of our posts on Instagram from one of the actors in Glorious Bastards. Omar For real? Doom.
0: Yeah, remember I showed you? He's the <laughs> actor that's Dominic De Coco. Yeah, yeah. He oh was, yeah. yeah. Uh, He's one of the
1: Italians, <laughs> yeah. Italian speakers. That was yeah. I'm going
0: to jump ahead but we can jump back, but I love when Brad Pitt was like you you are the third best at Italian, and he goes, I don't speak it at all. And he was exactly third best. <laughs> I just really love yeah. that line. Anyway, so um, the the next chapter is about Shoshana, the mm-hmm. Jewish girl who escaped from under the floorboards of the house. And I've always been jealous of her, not her situation in the movie because it's actually pretty sad. But her that she lives and runs lives in a movie theater and runs the movie theater. That movie theater, I love it. It seems awesome and. Daniel Bruhl, who is a really good German actor, plays a Nazi who sort of has a little crush on her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so we see them interacting when she's working on the marquee. And I just really like how tenacious he is because he feels he has this like he has this fame because he killed a lot of people, killed right. a lot of Americans, I think. Americans. Or uh, just uh, soldiers, maybe or something, French, yeah. maybe American, I don't know. Yeah. But um so they're in this cafe. And he's talking at her, and she wants nothing to do with him. And people keep coming in, and being like, "Are you Frederick Zoller?" And they're, they're <laughs> yeah. like really excited well, to meet him. The
2: night before, when he when he's chatting her up outside the theater, he introduces himself, and there's it's super subtle, but he t- he says his name, and she just looks blankly at him, like, "Okay." And he's a little bit deflated. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he to, kind
0: of
1: expects her to know who he is. He's yeah. used to
2: everybody sort of right. falling all over him.
1: Yeah, but that's she, really
2: good. And that yeah. was probably really difficult for him.
1: That was probably why he was so interested in her because she was so, like, okay, I don't, like, why am I supposed to care or know who you are? You I know? do
2: think that would add more spark. Like, well, this gives me more work to do with, with right. this one. But I do feel like his feelings for her were kind of genuine and mm-hmm. almost innocent for somebody, well, you know,
0: yeah, <laughs> in the no, I, maybe. I think that one of the reasons I really like his character because it almost seems like he's he's conflicted like a soldier should be I think because he's killed a lot of people and he's not necessarily happy about it but he's not necessarily not happy about it you know because it's got him a lot of fame and he's there's a movie made about him but he doesn't seem he doesn't seem ruthless it doesn't seem like the Nazi machine is sort of white in his head yet he still has a semblance of humanity so it's it was hard it's hard for me to hate his character because it does at least at first yeah yeah, I don't know you see you guys have like a way different view than I do I
1: think he is ruthless and like at the end he was like almost kind of rapey well yeah but I mean
0: up and before that yeah
1: I just I don't know I I agree with you until the end and then my entire perspective changed you know what I mean it was like I agree with you. And if I had not seen that part, I would be like, oh, yeah, he seems like he's maybe, like, not, not innocent, but definitely, like, a little bit more, like, I don't know if sensitive is the word. But you
0: you know what I mean. Maybe
2: he's more innocent and sensitive until he doesn't get his way. Right. Yeah, because she yeah.
0: talks back to him pretty severely. She's like, yeah. what, are you so used to everyone kissing your ass that you can't take the word no? And then he sort of explodes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's no excuse for her you know, almost raping somebody or whatever his intentions were. But I, I, I do think for most of the movie, it was, it was like a puppy love almost. Yeah. I
1: mean, he was, it was almost kind of cute how Mm -hmm. much he liked her, but then, you know, he showed his true self and then it wasn't (laughs) cute anymore. It was just creepy. So, uh, I don't know.
0: (laughs) I I really liked her story and I liked the theater and And I, I think it's, We've talked about this in the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood episode as well, but just Quentin Tarantino's love for film sort of comes out in yeah. different ways. Yeah, And I, I just like how it came out in an actual cinema. And there was a lot of imagery of film and film reels and projectors that I really enjoyed.
2: They also had a whole, a character that, whose devotion was to film, the film industry. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of opportunities for that, for Tarantino. Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, so I, I like that little setup. <laughs> um, yeah, snooping. no, that,
1: that theater was gorgeous too. It was like, I mean, it was beautiful. Yeah. I was kind of like, man, that's, it It was much nicer than I thought it was going to look like, you know, from the, from the outside. Like just not that it was like ugly on the outside. I just didn't, it just, it was a lot grander than I anticipated it to be. You yeah. know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So. I would like to see a movie just about her story, how she escaped from the house and ended up owning a cinema. Because yeah. she said, you know, my aunt owned it, so how did but that all happen? I wonder if that happen? was true or not. You know? Yeah, I mean, where like, did, where did how... it come from? It's a really good story that we never get to see, and I like that. And I yeah. think there
2: was a four-year span from mm-hmm. the when she escaped her home and the theater. So, yeah, that's a lot of time to put something together, how, yeah. however yeah. she did it. She's super resourceful, obviously.
1: I mean, she created her own, you know, a new identity and everything. A French identity. What was it? Like, um... Emmanuel Mimou? Mimou? Mimou, Mimou. yeah. Um, So, I don't don't know. I I would be curious as to see how she got there,
0: you know? Yeah, I would like to know that. Tarantino can just... If the actor that liked our post could just call up Quentin Tarantino oh, and have him call us and just give us a backstory, just for my own enjoyment, we don't have to put it on, on the air for everyone to hear, but...
1: what would if it's like, I hey, think, Lauren, Sam, it's Quentin, we'd be like,
0: who the fuck I is like, Quentin? Funny <laughs> joke. <laughs> who is it? Snoopy? That's, I don't know. Snoopy, Snoopy calling. Snoopy um, I think we should talk about the scene in the cafe, though. Okay. If there's they no other brawl pressing on. topics. No, I, no, go So there. they come in, so they come, the Nazis come and pick up uh, Shoshana, and they're really violent with her. The one guy, like, shoves her into the car, mm-hmm. and, and then when they get to the cafe, he's very nice to her, so I thought that was weird. Kind of a strange twist. I don't know, We an interesting little, it
1: was, yeah, they were very aggressive, and then they were like, oh, we actually need a favor from you, I'd be like that's how you ask for a
0: favor? Like, and then... Um, what? <laughs> when she got there, I really liked uh, the character of Goebbels because I, I really liked that he spoke German, only German, so there was a good portion of of some German speaking, which I love to hear. And I like how his character is... Who is he? Like, the minister of the movie, the cinema or something?
1: Um, hold on, let me look it up. I'm looking up... Um, so, he was a German Nazi politician and Reich Minister of Propaganda of
0: Nazi Germany. So, yeah. So, he was, he had made, they had made a movie about Frederick Zoller's exploits called Nation's Pride. Mm-hmm. And they were gonna premiere it at a big theater in Paris, but because Frederick Zoller really liked Shoshana's character, he wanted it moved to her cinema, so that's why they drug her to the cafe to tell her that. Mm-hmm um and the character of Goebbels' translator his french translator um she was in kill bill and she had i think i feel like sort of a similar role in kill bill where she was just sort of the right hand lady to she was an like evil his person cuz <laughs> like fuck
1: buddy or something yeah. yeah yeah and i knew that she was the second that they introduced her like i was like they're sleeping together you know like oh, well, and then yeah, they obviously. showed them sleeping together and i was like Knew it
0: called it what up you was have,
2: have saw a french poodle or something or, it...
0: did she is there a little dog there might have been a little dog in the flashback at the oh yeah there was i think there was a dog at the at the buffet or the cafe i mean like sitting next to her right i, I saw a dog yeah. somewhere yes there was a dog know, was right? like yes. a white dog yes. wasn't
1: it or something it was like a fluffy little dog it was white a dog, dog
0: sitting at the table next to them you don't see it in every shot though no. and um i i really like there's like a uh, <laughs> <I'm sorry>.
2: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm getting hungry, and my stomach's growling.
0: Oh. <laughs> no, but he was like, like he was playing with Snoopy, and then his stomach growled. Oh. Kind of... Anyway, <laughs> 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 he's listening extra good. Okay. Oh, okay, so I, I just, just... <laughs> so the whole scene basically they they're asking Shoshana if she wants to have the pr- or if they can have the premiere at her. Um, her theater. theater. But mm-hmm. the main part of the scene is they're all getting up to go and she's kind of nervous because she's in the presence of a bunch of Nazis and she's getting up to go, but then she has to sit back down because Landa appears. Landa appears. Oh so my bad. God, that was so such good. a
1: good scene. I was like, oh man. I was, she was so calm and I was like, I don't, there's no way that I would have been able, I mean, I guess if it was a situation where like my life was in potential danger, then, yeah, I might be able to remain calm, but she was so calm, and I was just... You could see this underlying sense of, like, oh, my God, this is the man who executed my family. You know, like, I mean... Oh, it was so tense. That was such a good scene.
0: Yeah, the tension was really, I really think it was good. actually my favorite scene.
1: It's awesome. its It was... And then, like, at the end, when or he, like, makes her eat, like, the cream and, like, the whatever it was. The strudel. And he's, yeah.
2: He can't even be happy with it, you know? Yeah. He's like, eh, its it's not... It's not terrible. Yeah, he's like it's okay. I've had better. And one. he sort of turns his nose up at it, like the way they bring the food out, like nothing's good enough for him. No, and he even do that going into it, and it's just little things about this guy that make him really hateable.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah, and also like somewhat likable, <laughs> like a likable.
2: Well, like villain, I said, he's super, you know? he's super charismatic. Yeah.
1: Right? I yeah, love to yeah. Hate him.
0: I mean, you know, I love, I love that scene. I love how he is. Talking to her, and he, he talks about the other. There's an African gentleman. I don't know, African French. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that works in the yeah. theater, and and he said, you know, on that night, you'll have to be the projectionist because I don't think that Goebbels wants his the success or failure of his premiere to fall on the shoulders of this other man. Who's mm-hmm. and um, so I like that, and then. He orders her milk, which I thought is just really good because she's kind of like... Her and us as the viewer are thinking, does he know who she is? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But But it doesn't seem like he knows. I think he orders her milk because he sees her as, like, a young... Like, you're a young woman. You shouldn't be drinking champagne or wine or whatever. You should have milk. And, And then at the end... When things sort of calm down, right before he leaves, he says, "There's something else I was going to ask you," and the tension is so well done in that scene. I oh love it. And then he goes, "But I can't remember." <laughs> and then he gets yeah, up and leaves. Because at that
1: point, you're like, "You're like, oh shit, he knows." Yep. You're like the whole shit, time you're he thinking knows, he knows. Like, and then he's just like, "Whatever,
0: gonna go, bye." And yeah. then after he leaves, I think her performance is outstanding. Oh yeah, where she it. like
1: claps her hand over her mouth
0: and she's like <gasps> like all, the, tension, all <laughs> yeah. the energy and tension that she's been fighting to hold in comes out. Oh. Because if you were, if you just sit at a table with somebody who killed your family and, and, and pretend like everything's fine. that you didn't know who he was, it was really good, really good acting yeah. on, on her part, especially. And I like that she's she awesome. wasn't
2: portrayed to be this invincible, strong woman. Yes. She yeah. is vulnerable. Oh yeah, I mean. She's super strong, like Lauren, you said, to get Having gotten through it, even, but that, yeah, the, how the scene ended with her sort of with this,
1: um, like emotional release. Of yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. it shows really that good. she's super she vulnerable. Awesome. She was great. Yeah, I think it's the first movie we've ever seen
0: Mel- Melanie Laurenton. So I think so for me as well. Um, but she did she did a really a job in the shooting. Mm-hmm. and so now I think the whole like. One of my favorite scenes is uh, when you you learn you introduce Michael Fassbender's character, mm-hmm. and this is probably my favorite role of his because He's, I love oh boy. <laughs> I love his British accent so much. too, I like that too. Him and Mike Myers are it with Winston Churchill. I guess that's supposed to be Winston Churchill. In He's the one room. sitting off in the corner. Yeah. yeah, they're telling Michael Fassbender's character about Operation Kino, which they want to you know they're going to go to the premiere and ambush it, basically, because so many of the Nazi high command are going to be at this premiere. And there's a scene where Mike Myers is, like, down with Hitler, and Michael Fassbender goes, all the way down, sir. (laughs) And that's one of my favorite lines of any movie. Because they're
2: deciding on what to toast, to.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. And really, really good. I love his accent. I love it. I I don't know if I'll ever see a performance of his that I like more than the one in this (laughs) movie. Well, I
2: like that it's such a tonal shift from everything we had seen so far. Yes. Oh, now we're in the English military, and they're speaking English. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Really good English. Yeah. He
2: was so
0: like,
1: cheerio, boy. Yeah. It was Uh really cool,
2: and... I don't know a lot... I don't know enough about Fassbender, but I feel, apart from, I guess, this and maybe X-Men, where he's young Magneto. Oh, yeah. But I feel like he might play typically dignified characters. Not that he isn't in this, but he's not in control once they get out into the mission. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of out of sorts, like, among the bastards. He's kind of an outsider, and he's not the, you know, like the Iron Fist of Strength, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's not totally in control.
0: And I think, I i mean, I think we'll get there, but to your point, I think he's the one who ruins the whole... Well, he is definitely with the three thing, but before that, when he yells at the drunk, um, the, the drunk, the... Uh, uh, Wilhelm the the, yeah, guy, the guy who, who was keeps Yeah, and he, yeah. When he, and he wouldn't just play along for just a little bit longer. Yeah, but I he can't got believe really he angry did that. I was like, dude. And I, and then and then he got angry when the the other Nazi officer came and sat down and I thought, man, he just can't
2: But to, can't to his play credit, cool. that whole situation was a clusterfuck.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. That's true. It was yeah. messed up to begin it, with. It should
2: not have gone like that and I think he was more than prepared for 95% of situations, but that Mm -hmm. wasn't it it this fell in the five percent
0: yeah that was um it it's such that scene is i mean i know you really like the the cafe scene i think Mm -hmm. the scene in the basement bar is probably i was probably holding even though i know how the movie goes because i've seen it before i was holding my breath probably most of the time because it's so tense yeah and i love it and it's well, and the guy that plays a Nazi officer is, like... And the part where um, Michael
1: Fassbender holds up the wrong three fingers, you know, he's supposed to do mm-hmm. the thumb and the, the forefinger and the middle finger, and he does, like, what, the last three or whatever? He doesn't um, know. He
0: the American one, so pointer yeah. finger, middle finger, ring finger, but Germans would do thumb, pointer finger, Yeah, because it looks finger. more natural. Naturalism, yeah. Um. So,
1: he, like... But he... When Michael Fassbender did that, where he did the wrong fingers, the guy just, like, stared at him. And it was, like, the entire mood, like, shifted. And you're, like, something just happened. Well, <laughs> you like, I don't know what... I mean, like, I knew it because I'd seen, the, like, a bunch of
0: GIFs of it, but... I yeah, saw it's so the good. movie. The, as soon as that happened, the first time I saw the movie, I knew exactly what he'd done wrong. Because I, I was a German major for a while. Yeah, that's right. So part of me... I think it's a super creative way for him to subtly ruin it for most American audiences to not pick up on right away. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really smart, but at the same time, I can't help but say if you speak German so fluently and you're trusted to go and interact with Germans, I mean, I feel like I like my first Week like, of I like German. Just like no, I feel like the first week of German language classes I took, we learned that Germans use their thumb right, instead of yeah. their pointer fingers. So I'm not criticizing it. I just think it's weird that he did it, unless he's just he was just out of his element because, like you said, it was a mega clusterfuck.
1: Well, it, and it so, could be too because he was expecting it to go a certain way, or he's yeah. expecting um, certain things to happen, or these like drunk idiots not to be there, and then. So he's all thrown out his game. And, I mean...
0: (laughs) I love it. I think it's really creative. It is
1: obviously a huge mistake that was, like, cost them literally their lives. And I'm pretty
0: sure Bridget von Hammersmark, her face, I watched her face in this scene especially, and as soon as he did it, she knew that they were all pretty much, their goose was cooked.
2: And she is German.
0: Yeah, she is German. What a defector. And I, I... I really, it's so good because the tension is so good, and then the the bartender's like bringing them drinks, and Michael Fassbender, I don't think his character knew realized what he'd done. I couldn't really, I don't think he pick it out, but I think she obviously she definitely knew, and the other two probably knew because they were German. I think like the two the other two bastards that were with them, and everybody was just sort of like mechanically passing drinks around, and you could tell that they were sort of deflated. They knew that everything was pretty much over. I think he knew
1: that he did something wrong. I just don't think he knew that's what he did. You know, it seemed like he, to me, it seemed like he was like, I don't know. It it seemed like he maybe knew that there was something off, but he didn't exactly know what was Mm -hmm. off, you know? Um, But did you want to talk about, um...
2: Well, did you, do you guys remember if (laughs) if Hammersmark was meant to be dealing with German soldiers at the rendezvous point? Or did they happen to be at the rendezvous
1: point? They they had to be there. Because they were celebrating. They remember the guy, his wife had a baby. Yeah,
2: but I didn't know if... Because she's got a lot of friends that Mm -hmm. she's... You know, because she's like a mole. But I'm I'm trying to figure out if the way they wanted this to work out would have just been a civilian bar. And there would have been no Nazi element whatsoever. They just would have met without any...
0: Yeah.
2: Of this.
1: I'm pretty I mean, sure had a that's big what they issue. wanted. Yeah, well, Brad Pitt had a big issue with it being in the basement.
2: Well, that was a tactical it... thing. Mm-hmm. In, right, right. In, in the difficulties of, if worse comes to worse, the combat is problematic, I, as we saw.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm pretty problem, sure though. that what I gathered from the scene was, it was supposed to be a sleepy bar with probably no one in it. Mm-hmm. If and, and if people, it'd be like some French people, but... The German's wife had had a baby, and so he gave his, their officer gave them all leave to go celebrate. And so I think because she was a famous actress in Germany, they all recognized her. So she was sitting and playing a game with them while she waited. Yeah, because it's almost like her role in society as a mole and as an actress is all you know to so just yeah. sort of like and blend in.
2: And the reason I brought that up is just to point out how off the rails it went right off right off the bat. Yeah, because yeah, it should have just been. French civilians while like the bartender is waiting to close down for the night. Yeah. Exactly.
1: It was it was and a mess. It so con- mess. considering
2: that, I think they did pretty well mm-hmm. that they got as far as they did. Because <laughs> yeah. it was a worst case scenario.
0: And they even like when they went around and played the game, the the game where you put the piece of paper on your forehead and you're somebody and you ask questions or whatever, I like they even played we're gonna play one round, but then his character got Uh, Impatient, like Mm -hmm. Fassbender's character, got impatient, and so there's just so much that went wrong.
2: And I made a specific note that my heart kind of sank at the moment when the military police came out from the corridor or whatever. When there was a ruckus, and then when he says, "Mind if I join you?" I went, "No, come on!" (laughs) I (laughs) know. Can can anything go right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I was like, "Oh no, no! Oh come on!" You know what? Like it's just, and and you kind of knew when that dude joined them you were like this isn't going to work out yeah, cuz he was sort he of was hiding
0: like... in like a dark corner of the bar yeah, yeah. and
2: they a really nice touch was that the they had a phonograph or whatever that had run to the end of the track yeah. so therefore it was quiet enough for him to hear the conversation yeah. mm-hmm. or the accent or whatever that that he had a problem with yeah and so that was cool cuz the the record player was right next to The police officer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it had run out, and that's because of that he was able to It's really
0: good. I and uh I like how they make mention of his accent. First the drunk the drunken new father is like, You have a weird accent. Mm -hmm. And he tries to dispel it by being like, You can't talk to me, I'm an officer. So he kind of puts that to bed, but then immediately the police guy is like, you do have a weird accent." Yeah, yeah. like, son. you're just, Berlin? You're and Berlin. I, like, yeah. I
2: like that the enlisted man had... Him being drunk was a good tool for him to... Because he probably wouldn't be bothering this table, except he's drunk. Mm-hmm. And right. He's out celebrating, so right. he's got a little more gusto than yeah. he normally would have. Oh,
0: and he got a, um, a autograph from... Mm-hmm. Yeah, him yeah. She, she kissed her, it. Yeah. In the napkin for yeah. him. he wanted like the like the autograph for the baby or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah. and he's like, my baby's gonna see all your movies. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, and
0: <laughs> there's something that happens in the movie that I really enjoy, where the movie makes reference to the world that it's in. So they're sitting there, and everybody knows everything, and Michael Fassbender and the the Nazi police guy are pointing guns at each other under the table, <laughs> and then Hugo Stieglitz <laughs> Takes this gun and puts it on the Nazi's crotch, and he's like, "From this, uh, from this distance, I'd be a real Frederick Zoller." And I love that because Frederick Zoller, Daniel Bruhl's character, Marksman. is in the world, right. like the world that they live in. Right. So yeah, yeah. Lauren and I had a little story that goes <laughs> along with this. That's totally off the rails, but we used to have this inside joke that Lauren, I don't. It started just innocently enough, but Lauren was dating Michael Fassbender, and she was terrible <laughs> to him, joke. like, he was a great boyfriend, and I'd, I'd be like, babe, I, I got you this delicious cake, and she'd be like, Michael, I it's hate Michael cake! You're <laughs> so annoying, get out of my house! And we would do that all the time, like, early on in our friendship, so years ago, um, and people, people thought, I think people thought it was strange weird. Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: He's if gonna get groups. creeped out when he hears this.
0: Yeah, when he listens, was, he, he would be—he would do really nice things for her, like, "Hey, Lauren, <laughs> I bought us play man. tickets to to go to a secluded island for two weeks." Like, like Michael, I hate, I hate, hate sand. sand. You know, I hate sand. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, since we're doing a movie with Michael Fassbender in it, we should probably talk about well, her past relationship Fassbender. with him. Yeah, yeah, but. but then now, I don't want him to be my
1: boyfriend, so <laughs> just putting that out there, Michael Fassbender.
0: Yeah, I think he's really respect
1: me. your wife. She seems super cool, so, like, we're good.
0: <laughs> Even though she's just a robot who escaped I Oscar love Isaac's her. house. <laughs> I <laughs> love I'm, her.
1: Yeah. She was the best part of Tomb Raider, and that was
0: not that good of a movie. It was a bad movie. It was stupid. Yeah, it was bad. I had a lot of issues with it.
1: But that's not what we're
2: talking
0: about. Yeah, no. So, right so there's, uh, when they're in the vet's <clears throat> office... And Bridget von yeah, Hammersmark wait, survived I? the um, Veterinary? Oh the yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. She survived the the shootout that happened when the cover oh, was blown. She's was the only really one that survived. Oh, so that everyone part really, really died like skewed except...
1: me out, and he's like putting his finger in her little like bowl yeah, she got like, shot in the leg.
0: Oh my god, oh that and was awful. Brad Pitt enters the scene again, and I I really like this. I really like this these moments because they're trying to figure out if she's like a traitor to them. Mm-hmm. Like she's a mole, with, like a mole that's actually a mole for the Nazis, you know?
2: And Pig gets down to business mm-hmm. with her.
0: Yeah, and I really like that. And I like how she says something like, What happened tonight could have been a trap by me or a terrible tragedy, but it can't be both. And I really like that line. Yeah. That's so a I good think one. that's the moment he sort of chooses to trust her.
2: And I'd like that she doesn't hold his treatment of her against him.
0: Yeah. Like she's she knows that this is how it works,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Well, you know, I mean, everyone is like suspicious of each other in this world, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, how can you not be when you know there's someone who's like, oh, "I promise that you'll be fine as long as you tell me that there is a family living under your floorboards," but then probably kills you later, you know. So it's 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 understandable that that. They're reacting that way to each other, that they're very, like, they're, like, you know, like, injured tigers in, like, a cage, like, you know, like, slowly, like... Every man for himself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like well, are you gonna hurt me, or am I gonna you know, like, hurt you? What's going on?
2: They're at war. Yeah. And engaged in espionage, and it's difficult to know who to trust. Exactly. When you're in the shit. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Especially after... After what happened. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, and some of your guys died, and then he's... You know, well, and then, you know, he's going to, um, Brad Pitt was going to rescue her, um, and he was talking to that dude, and he's like, you can't use any weapons, like, no weapons, we agreed, right? And and the dude's like, okay, yeah, no weapons, but he still has this thing, like,
0: pointed at him, and then she just shoots the guy, so... Well, because he calls her a slut, and he's <laughs> like, take that traitorous slut out of here, and then she's, she didn't like it, so yeah. she shot oh. him... Back to the veterinarian's office. Uh, he's, she says. So she's trying to get them to the premiere still because she, the whole ruse is going to be she's a famous German actress and she's taking them in like into the premiere to be there. And she says he, she says I'm probably going to lose this leg. And he said, well, just tell everybody you broke it mountain climbing. Isn't yeah. that what Germans love to do? And she says, I also love dancing and ordering in restaurants. And I like that line. I, like I really out. identified with that part
1: where she's like, she's like, I would never go mountain climbing. She's like, I like eating and drinking and hanging out. And I'm like, girl, right? Like, who wants to go mountain climbing? Like, You know? And then, you know, when Landa calls her out and he starts laughing and he's like, that over the top. The street. Like in insane laughter that he did.
0: That's the screenshot I took because I I didn't really notice their reactions the first time I saw the movie, but this time when he started laughing because she said I broke it mountain climbing, and I thought you guys are spies. You can't think of a better story. Yeah, that's what but I the looks oh. on their faces, the looks on um Eli Roth's face especially when Hans Landa is laughing really got me because they know that he knows but they're all will just you, um, pretending will you send that to me and i'll post it. oh yeah Instagram. we can post it so everybody can see but he knows like everybody knows that everybody knows what's yeah, going on yeah. but they all still have to keep up the facade oh man yeah so
1: that's... they pretend to be italian roth's <laughs> face is like mm-hmm. like shit
0: <laughs> just <laughs> because none of them speak german they pretend to be italian yeah yeah and that's Straight comedy. That
1: was one of the best parts I thought was when Linda was trying to get them to say their name like with the Italian accent. And I was like doing it, like I was like saying it as they were doing it. Like I was like, Marcello, like I'm like, you need to roll your tongue, (laughs) you know, or whatever they were, whatever their names were.
2: And every time they say their names, they do this gesture with their hands. I'm pretty sure no Italian ever (laughs) does. Yeah. Like the "Mm, Manic (laughs) feet.
0: Yeah. Like (laughs) Gorlami.
2: It. And the, w- This might be my favorite scene in the movie. Maybe the first scene at the farmhouse, and this the scene in the theater
0: mm-hmm. with
2: the Italian ruse. And I like that it's similar to other scenes in the movies where it's super tense and nothing's going right for the good guys. But in this scene, it's not played so much for tenseness as it is for comedy.
0: Yeah, right. And right. it's
2: there's just subtle tweaks to it. And it involves characters trying to fake their way through a language, and it's really funny. And I think the scene is worth rewatching just to have an ISO cam on Brad Pitt's face,
1: <laughs> right? Yes. Right.
2: Because he's so. This is the most uncomfortable you see him in the right, whole movie. Right. And this guy is not prone to discomfort. I don't right, think. Right. No, no. He Seems
1: like he's very cool with like his. his he's world in, or control
2: he's in control. He's in control of every scene he's in, and he knows. What to do and how to get things done, but now he's in a movie theater with a bunch of posh people. He's wearing a tuxedo, yeah.
0: And he's still with the sling blade look.
2: Yes, and he's constantly shifting. He's shifting left and right. He he looks like he's he can't wait for this to be over with, and it's so good. And he's really funny that he can't bacon accent even
1: <laughs> yeah. you, oh my god Bongiorno. it was so yeah. which by the mean oh, by the way means good morning so yeah that means good morning yeah. i didn't really know what it. thought yeah, it awesome.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the fun things about watching movies with, with closed captioning on is that the it puts the closed caption reader in on the joke as well because it says bon in American accent. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have him on when I was watching it. So that's a fun, you know,
1: um, thing. Yeah, what he should have said was "Buonasera." Oh, okay. He's going to Oh, that's ready. interesting.
0: That's really good. I didn't yeah, know. So, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. The different, I don't know the different like readings. So. I mean, I know
1: very little Italian from you know, my grandmother was, was Italian, but
0: oh, that's cool though. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up. That's yeah, funny.
1: yeah, I thought that was funny though because I was like, oh no, mm-mm, nope, 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 <laughs> nope, 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 that's not right. Yeah, so but that was funny. Um, yeah, yeah, and them trying to pronounce their names, and I love that he was like trying to get them to and he pronounce goes, it over, really over si-
0: again. get the singing out of it. He's <laughs> <was> like, Yeah. <laughs> Dominic (laughs) DiCocco. Dominic DiCocco. I keep doing the hand gesture. You can't not, I guess. It's fun to do it. Italians are very animated. So here are my questions. I have two more questions. Okay. And these two, I don't know the answers to. I, I haven't decided, but I've wondered them since I saw the movie the first time. So number one, was Brad Pitt, Eli Roth, and Omar... Doom. Doom... Were they planning, was this a suicide mission? Were yes. they planning on dying or yeah. leave just okay, leaving the dynamite? I didn't know that
1: either. Okay. I was curious about that. Episode. I wasn't
0: sure if they were going to leave the dynamite and it was just like having it on their pant leg was a way of coming in or you think it was an, a suicide mission? That
2: was my thought. Okay. That was I don't know I thought that, thought too, yeah. but that was my thought.
0: And my second question was, we found out that Shoshana and, and the other man, the man, her boyfriend, I guess, mm-hmm. who run the theater are going to burn down the theater. With that, so they're going to lock everyone in. So was that too? a suicide Because I thought maybe they could escape because they just locked the doors of the auditorium, but obviously it went to hell because Daniel Brühl came into the projection booth. But was that a suicide mission, do you think? I think it
1: was. Just because, like... So they had that huge stack of those super flammable um, film reels, which, by the way, was, like, an insane thing to me. I was like, these are that flammable? Like, that's crazy. Um... And he was lighting it. So if it's that flammable, maybe his the whole idea was that I probably will not make it out. Especially if they're locking all the doors, because then if they lock the doors and one of them escapes, well, what if like other people find them? You know, I, I don't know. I just, oh, like I, someone else could be like, "Oh, you're leaving. Like let us leave too." And they're like, you know, I mean, I don't know. I think that it's. To me, if you're gonna kill a bunch of people, a bunch of really bad people, and you want to make sure that they're dead, then you sacrificing yourself maybe isn't is something that has to happen as well. Like going down
0: Just with the Just in case ship. to
1: make sure that everyone else is dead, yeah. you know? Because you, like, you don't want to have Hitler crawl out of that alive, you know? Yeah. You, like, you don't. That is they what, the worst thing. I mean,. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. I mean, yeah.
2: I think um, I feel like the soldiers was more. I lean more toward that being a suicide mission than the theater owners okay. because the explosives were strapped to their person, yeah. and I feel like the only way they can they're going to guarantee that they detonate is by doing it themselves. Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, All right. Um, as for the the theater owners, I leaned away from it being a suicide mission because didn't weren't the didn't they set the film strip on fire behind the the screen? Yeah. yeah. So I, in my, I'd have to rewatch it, I guess, to try I to find he something. Could but escape. I thought there was an escape, like an escape exit that he would have chained up or something.
0: Because mm-hmm. they, he locked the doors to the auditorium, but I didn't think he locked the doors to the main building. Mm-hmm. I, I thought they had, but maybe I'm like not remembering that right or something. Well, well I just well, thought there'd be like
2: a fire exit, like yeah, there's got to be yeah. a front entrance and right. a, rear, and a rear, entrance.
0: rear entrance, and she would have. Come out from the projection booth if she hadn't been shot by right. Daniel Bruhl when he yeah. went up there. So, yeah, I don't know. So, it's a really tragic scene, but something I would have liked to see is so everything sort of went as planned with um, Eli Roth and Omar Doom's characters. Yeah. They're in they're in this like little bathroom preparing, and they're like sort of pumping each other up and they got these little gun things on their wrists that they're going to, and they go into the theater box and they kill Hitler and Goebbels. And then Shoshana's reel starts playing that where she sort of breaks into the movie and she's like, you're going to die and this is the Jew who's going to kill you. Oh God, and I sort of wish that the two of part. them would have like looked at the screen and looked at each other like, hey, you know, like <laughs> she's working with us, but that didn't happen.
1: <laughs> you know, I did, so there is one thing that I wanted to mention about um, Goebbels is that When Hitler congratulated him or whatever, he looked like a little boy who just got told by his father, like, you did a good job. He was like thanks. It's
2: like, thanks. this is your, like, your best movie yet. He's like, like, oh, so like he, he just had
1: this look like, he was like, oh my God. And
2: similarly <laughs> to <laughs> a little boy, he gets petulant earlier, I think, when someone mentions a yeah, different yeah. director. He, well, if he was
1: very <laughs> yes, childish, yes. yeah. he had very like childish tendencies, I noticed
0: that. She said something like, I can't remember who she said she liked. He said, what did you think about the movie? And Shoshana was like, I like so-and-so. And he's like, nobody talked to me about this person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right, I like that
1: part. Yeah, he was very, he had a very immature, like, the way he acted was it was immature. Yeah. Yeah. I I couldn't stand him. I thought he was super annoying. <laughs> yeah. Just, I
0: don't think he was meant to be like. Well, yeah. No, <laughs> I don't
1: think so either. But, I mean, it was like... It was like a deep-seated dislike of him. <laughs> like, it was so deep-seated that I was like, he's so irritating. So... um. But I thought that that was really funny. Just his reaction. He's just like, hee hee <laughs>
0: You know? He's so happy. And then his girlfriend behind him is, like, really happy for yeah. him. Yeah. 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 I yeah. did... So... Just to talk about, so Hans Landa takes he kills Bridget von Hammersmark very violently by yeah. like choking her. That was like
1: a very violent. Yeah, I don't. Think a ever, real jerk.
0: He's a, re- a yeah. real jerk.
1: I don't know? think I've ever just seen, not a nice guy. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen the scene of someone being strangled like that was that violent as that. It, it
0: seemed like it took a long time, which made it more. Well, more, well it I, does think it a be, I think it might take a long time to strangle It might be one of
2: those things, kind of like gunshots and. Punching someone in the face, it, things that are different in real life than how they are always portrayed in movies, and like a strangulation wouldn't be like a James Bond f- three second ordeal. Oh, right. Yeah. It, it would yeah. be drawn out and gross. Yeah, because yeah, it takes like
1: it takes good. like seven minutes to strangle to death. Really? Like yeah, it takes a long time for real. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, if
2: if they're if they're fighting though, they're going to be exerting exerting themselves, and I don't out of yeah. breath. I don't know. It, uh, it, it, yeah. it would be yeah, worse. Yeah, it's not
1: like a three second. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But then he takes Brad Pitt and Ryan Howard from the office. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the temp.
0: The temp. Ryan the temp. Um, he takes them, which I don't know where he came from, but he showed up somewhere. And there's a really good moment where there's a bag over Brad Pitt's head. And Hans Landa goes like, doesn't he say, I got your nose? And then Brad Pitt, like, headbutts him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. That was amazing. And it was, like,
1: so unexpected. So then <laughs> yeah. is like, oh, who the hell, you know?
0: Like, yeah, that was And that was then he tries to sort of reach a compromise to say that, you know, like, I've been innocent the whole time, and I want I want off scot-free.
2: Well, he's going to let the – he could have shut down the whole – Oh, yeah, the operation. The operation, but – in exchange for letting the operation go through, he wanted, like, total...
0: Uh, immunity. Yeah, yeah,
2: immunity in the wounded states. Yeah.
0: And Brad Pitt has a line, a, like, a, a little bit of a monologue that I thought was really well done, and I really want to know how many times he had to go through it, because he talked about, like, he was he was bootlegging moonshine, and he's like, people call, it a, you're, people call you a criminal, but you're just a man trying to feed your family, and he just says that little bit of dialogue really well, and I just, I was curious how many takes it took, because it it's just comes off so smoothly, but he's saying a lot of words in a very interesting <laughs> accent.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, but that, that scene where Linda's, like, going through all the different things that he wants, he was, like, joyful about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, and he was, he was ecstatic over the situation. Like, he was like, awesome, I get to, you know, like, th- this whole thing of, I'll, I'll just be forgiven, I get to go live my life. Um, and that's and I want it. a
0: house on Nantucket yeah. Island. <laughs> Nantucket, yep. And, and
1: that it all went to Shirelanda,
0: so... <laughs> I, I really like when he goes, Ooh, that's a bingo! And <laughs> Brad bingo. goes, You just say bingo. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> a bingo. Such a good performance. <laughs> Quinn Tarantino has a way of coaxing out performances that I don't think any other director would even think to look for. And I think that's part of his charm, is just... Like, the cadence of the dialogue, the cadence of the back and forth, even in other languages I really liked, Mm -hmm. and just the way people act, and their facial expressions, it's just, it's expert. Yeah. He's expert at what he does. He's very good. He's very good. Yeah. And then the final scene, Brad Pitt is carving the swastika on Hans Landa's forehead. He goes, it's very graphical work. (laughs) (laughs) I heard people say that, like, Tarantino was sort of, like getting off on that, like, it was supposed to be, like, Brad Pitt saying it's his best work yet, but really, Tarantino is saying it's his best movie yet? I don't know. That's
2: the first thing I thought. Yeah. But this is the last line in the movie. My
0: best
1: work <laughs> My yet.
2: masterpiece, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, he does say that, my masterpiece, yep. Yeah, that was, um, no, that was great. And it was just like, it was such a perfect ending for Landa because he's always gonna be shunned for the rest of his life, you know? And it's just like, and he doesn't have some sort of like violent, horrible end. It's just like this, you just know that this dude's gonna suffer forever. And it's like, yes. <laughs> yes. You know, like it's, it feels good. It feels good to know that this guy, who's such a horrible human being, he doesn't have that quick, like death, that quick, easy death. No, no, this guy, he's gonna struggle forever now because he has. That Nazi, you know, swastika carved in his head. Mm-hmm. And, and it was
2: like a, the flick of a switch when he realized things weren't going to go as he had yeah. mapped them out Yep, and, yeah. and moved to the States. Because he and was
1: so excited. He's like, yeah. okay, we'll be your prisoner now. <laughs> he he was giddy. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was. Yep. And then they shot the guy and he's like, excuse me, what? And <laughs> he say, you'll
0: be court-martialed for this. And he goes, no, no. I think he
2: said, you'll hang for this or something, it. but, or shot for this. <laughs> yeah, Brad Pitt's like, no. I'll get, I'll get yelled at.
0: <laughs> I've been yelled at before. <laughs> I know. He's kind of like, I don't think I will. <laughs> like, yeah, the, in what's done, it's done. Like, who cares? Once he carves a Sassica in your forehead, who cares if he gets yelled yeah. at or anything? Yeah. You still have that in your forehead. Yep. It's, that's never going away. So, so, it sounds like maybe I would recommend the movie. Oh, I would totally recommend this movie, definitely.
2: Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: It's, an, it's a great film. Yeah. Maybe go on a Tarantino movie watching spree. Yeah. And also make sure you watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's also so. a Tarantino movie. Yeah, it's really
1: good. <laughs> and and, I really and watch, liked.
2: watch Pulp Fiction if you haven't yeah. watched yeah. Pulp Fiction yeah. already.
1: Yeah. And Kill Bill. Yeah. And Inglourious Bastards is on Netflix, I think. So yes, it is. That's how I, watched, I watched it. it yeah. mm-hmm. Look for us on Instagram. We're at Watchers of Movies on Instagram. You can email us if you like, if you have any movie recommendations, which is uh, Watchers of Movies at gmail.com. We also
0: have Facebook, which is also... We are the Watchers we are the of Movies. movies so. Spotify, SoundCloud, yeah. iTunes. Yep. You can check us out.
2: And if you want to see me on Twitter, I'm at TheMikeShow42. Yeah.
0: Yes. There you go. Yeah. Thank you for being on, Mike. It was really fun. Thanks yeah, for having, having me. On. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.